I'm Marco Werman in Boston, and this is The World. There's still no information on who planted the bombs that exploded at the finish line of the Boston Marathon yesterday, or why. But there are some reports that the devices were fashioned out of pressure cookers packed with metal debris. A surgeon treating the wounded at Mass General Hospital here in Boston said today his team removed pellets and nails from patients. Three people died in the explosions and another 176 wounded, some gravely. Words of sympathy and support continue to come into Boston from around the world. The world's Matthew Bell has been monitoring reaction in the Middle East. It's a holiday in Israel, and many people had not been following the developments. My wife just went to a birthday party with with my kids, and most of the people there hadn't even heard the news, she told me. Um, But there has been reaction out on social media, people talking about, you know, the irony of of Israelis kind of feeling Americans' pain and and the pain of Bostonians uh, the day after this attack. Right. I mean, Israel is no stranger to violence. It's no stranger to bombs in the street. How is the news playing there now? One thing that's been picked up is that um, there was uh, an Israeli medical team, for example, that went to Boston and did some training with some emergency medical people there. That was mentioned in in the news in Boston that got picked up on Israeli news sites here. Right. And that was a while ago, so that they had been kind of training uh, doctors at Mass General and other hospitals. That's right. On on the Palestinian side, there were newspapers that were printed today, and, and this was mentioned in several of them. In the big Palestinian Authority newspaper, it was the lead story. And it's competing against a, another major story in the Palestinian territories as well, isn't it? That's right. That's the resignation of the Prime Minister Salam Fayyad, which uh, he handed in his resignation several days ago, uh, and it looks like he might be leaving government soon. Right. Now, the United States is not popular with everyone in the Mideast. What are you seeing and hearing about reactions in neighboring Arab countries? You know, for the most part, Marco, I think it's overwhelmingly sympathetic, you know, in social media and people that activists and and writers that I follow, uh, you see a lot of outpouring of sympathy. Uh, Give you give you one example, though, of the different takes that you see on this. Um, In Egypt, there was an official reaction in English from the Freedom and Justice Party, which is the Muslim Brotherhood Party uh, Mm -hmm. in Egypt, that very clearly said in in a very straightforward way, uh, we condemn this. This is against Islam. Uh, This isn't right. Um, And then there was another posting that went viral on Facebook from a top Muslim Brotherhood official, Hassam al-Aryan. And and this was completely different. Uh, He talked about, he sort of connected the dots in this vague conspiracy mentioning Mali, Syria, Iraq, uh, Turkey, uh, the Kurds, and kind of suggested that there was some hidden hand behind all of this. So that, that was certainly the most bizarre thing I've seen today. Mm, Certainly not representative, though. I guess there will always be outliers. I think you're right. The world's Matthew Bell in Jerusalem there. Elsewhere, the news from Boston is the lead story. We'll hear from China and Russia in a moment. But first, to Spain. They're hosting their own marathon in Madrid at the end of the month. The world's Jerry Haddon is in Spain, and I asked him to sum up reaction there to the Boston attacks. I'd characterize it as a collective sense of shock and dismay, a sort of feeling of here we go again on on the part of most Spaniards. Uh, The coverage has been pretty much wall-to-wall on on all the major and TV and radio stations, as you might expect, constant sort of updates on the developments of the investigation, the number of injured and so forth. And also uh, uh, a lot of reaching out to the Spaniards uh, that were there to run the marathon, 91 in total, to try to get their stories. 
Right. I mean, do you know if all the Spanish participants are okay? They are all okay. Nobody, no Spaniards were injured, and they're in the process now of, of slowly making their way back to Spain. I gather there was a fairly major mistake made uh, at, at the consulate, the Spanish consulate in Boston yesterday. Yeah, and it's a real indication of how seriously Spain is taking this attack and also how sensitive Spaniards are to this sort of uh, occurrence. The, the consul uh, closed the consulate in Boston yesterday at 6 p.m., which is the regular closing time, but that was you know more than three hours after the explosions had occurred. And apparently he didn't even leave behind a contact or emergency phone number posted anywhere uh, outside the consulate that any Spaniards in need of assistance might have been able to call. And, uh, you know, at, at that point in the day, it was still very unclear if any Spaniards had been hurt or, or where all the Spanish runners were. So the Spanish government considered that a, a real uh, lapse on the consul's part, and uh, they're bringing them home. Right. Fired. Um, you alluded earlier, Jerry, to the fact that uh, Spaniards are kind of sensitive to bombings. Uh, r- remind us what they've lived through. Well, first of all, a half a century of separatist violence in the Basque country in the north of Spain, uh, carried out by the terrorist group ETA. ETA killed over 800 people um, in its campaign for independence for the Basque country. And that organization still isn't entirely gone, even though they've given up their armed struggle. And then there was, in March 2004, a bombing attack on commuter trains in Madrid that was carried out by some Islamic radicals who were eventually tried and sent to jail. 191 people died in those attacks and hundreds were injured. So for Spaniards, you know, there's a real uh, sensitivity and empathy towards um, any other country that suffers any sort of similar attack, especially if it's an ally. The world's Jerry Haddon in Barcelona. Thanks for checking in. You bet, Marco. I'm Mary Kay Magstad, the world's China correspondent. When Chinese woke up this morning to news of the Boston Marathon bombings, many expressed shock and sympathy. In the morning, Chinese news websites and broadcasts led with the story. China's foreign ministry expressed condolences and said China is always against attacks on civilians. By noon, some five million people had posted on Weibo, which is China's version of Twitter, under the hashtag Boston Explosion. One person said he's now ashamed that his 20-year-old self cheered when 9-11 happened. There was the occasional comment that pointed out how many Iraqis, Afghans, and Pakistanis the U.S. has bombed. But then some Chinese said how impressive it was in the news footage to see people running to help the injured. One pointed out that the U.S. media were covering this event live with no censorship, as would have happened in China. That comment was retweeted 25,000 times in two hours. Then, as the day wore on, the Boston story slipped. It's not a lack of interest, it's not a lack of sympathy, but China's seen its share of random bombings, too. Buses blown up by disaffected minorities or laid-off workers. China's state-run media don't usually dwell on these things. They think it's bad for morale and what they call social harmony, so they move on pretty quickly. And on top of all that, if Chinese want to think about bombs, they've got North Korea right next door. China's been pressuring Kim Jong-un to stand down from his threats to launch a missile. And Kim Jong-un himself may be none too happy that, at least for now, he's been overshadowed. For The World, I'm Mary Kay Magstad in Beijing. This is Natalia Antonova. I'm the acting editor-in-chief of the Moscow News. And the reaction here in Moscow has been very somber. And people are expressing sympathy. People are also uh, recalling their own experiences with terror attacks here in Moscow, which have been happening for some time. Uh, There was a post that went viral on Facebook uh, just yesterday 
by a woman, a very famous bar owner here in Moscow, who was at the Tushina uh, Music Festival in 2003 when it was bombed by two suicide bombers. She was right next to the explosion when it occurred, and uh, she talked about the lingering PTSD uh, and how whenever something like this happens, she takes it very personally, and that has just really blown up in the Russian blogosphere and has been shared over and over again. Reporter Natalia Antonova in Moscow, this is PRI.